Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Start Ed Up podcast. Been looking forward to this one for a while. Jennifer Weesey is the founder and CEO of Be Free. And this is one of those stories that is just awesome because it starts off her trying to solve a problem. Then she's doing things locally, and all of a sudden she's national. I don't want to give away the story. That's why I'm being really super vague. But I will say this. It is a blueprint from take a look around where your opportunities are. And when people are saying you really ought to do this, maybe you should take heed. So Jennifer's story is super inspirational. I strongly recommend. And by the way, no paid endorsements here. Um, But I recommend that you go out there and pick up a bag at your local Kroger, Walmart, Whole Foods, wherever they sell this and support her because I think that you're going to love her story and her mission. Add to it if you have uh, a place in your heart for autism awareness, if you have a place in your heart for mom entrepreneurship, a paleo diet, of clean eating, of health foods, I think this one's really going to appeal to you. Anyway, I'll quit talking now because Jennifer tells a much better story. So let's get right down to it. Jennifer Weesey of Be Free. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Started Up Podcast. I am excited today to bring you an entrepreneur extraordinaire who I've known for quite some time, and it's been fun to watch this journey. Uh, Jennifer Weezy is the founder and CEO of Be Free, and uh, we're going to get into the journey, the highs, the lows, all this stuff, your why. But uh, first of all, thank you for, for being on. Thanks, Don. Happy to be here. Yeah. So, um, like, it's we keep crossing each other's paths, and like two or three times, we're like, okay, we're going to do the podcast this month, and then something happens, and we couldn't, and then you're busy, and then I'm busy. And in a way, I'm glad that we're hitting it when we are, because, like, there's there's these just the story arc of of be free here recently. Let's let's start from the very beginning. Um, when did the idea of be free begin? Well, about 12 years into a gluten-free journey, and that all started from our oldest son, right. um, who's on the autism spectrum, and, and we discovered that gluten-free was really impactful for him. So we started the gluten-free journey when gluten-free wasn't popular, and there were so, so few choices, and what was out there was just horrible. Right. It was terrible tasting. So um, we just got busy in the kitchen, created our own food recreated fam- favorite family recipes and so that I could feel good about the food I was feeding my family. So then uh, flash forward, it probably wasn't quite 12 years, maybe more like eight to 10 years, that whole learning, discovering gluten-free. Yeah. In 2008, gluten-free gets popular. And so, um, you know, people are starting to ask me more questions mm-hmm. and they're curious and they, they want to eat the food that I take with me everywhere because there are no food, gluten-free food choices. So I always have gluten-free food with me at that time for my family. And um, so people just started asking me questions and it was getting um, interesting to people. And so I just started sharing what I had. I would make double, make double triple everywhere I went. And then... Um, People started asking me to make things for them. You know, could I make a gluten-free birthday cake? Could I do this or could I do that? And I'm a pleaser kind of person. And so most of the times I would say yes if I could work it out. And then in about 2010, people were saying, you know, we really, really, we like your food. We like what you have. You really should sell it. And that 
kept on happening more and more. And I was at a juncture where I was thinking ahead a little bit. My children were still young. My husband was working out of town. But I was thinking ahead a little bit and thinking, gosh, you know, I could squeeze in a little bit extra time. Like, I could carve out a few extra hours in the day and do some baking. So I rented a, a kitchen in downtown Noblesville, and I did some farmer's markets. So my mom helped me, and we did some winter farmer's markets for two seasons. And then at that point, people were like, we have to have more of what you have. And they just, they just would not let go. Wow. And me, being the pleaser that I am, complied. And so I made it a business in 2010, January wow. of 2010. And so it really was um, not only for, I mean, it, it started with the need for my family mm-hmm. and the desire to feed them really good, delicious food that I could feel proud of and that everyone around the table could eat the same food, whether it was gluten-free or not. Right. And then it just developed into farmer's market. And then, gosh, you know, I was like, gosh, I really do have something that people want and people need and they can't get it anywhere else. So... Uh, if we're doing this, if we're keeping score at home, you, you, like a lot of entrepreneurs, you saw something out of necessity. Right. I mean, so you saw the, you saw the, the health benefits from your son, the behavior benefits. You're like, okay, so I've got to do this. I think it's one of the things that I liked the most when we first started, you know, when some of my students were working with you, I'm like, wow, the journey and the why is like everything. Uh, because, you know, when something is born out of necessity, uh, that's awesome. So, and then you started listening to what you didn't know then was your customer base and then eventually became your customer base at a small scale. So, you know, but take me through that process of we're selling at a farmer's market and then going to Walmart headquarters <laughs> and, and negotiating with them. Like, that's a huge... Okay, well, that was a process. I, that wasn't like an overnight. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> deal. Which, by the way, you've even said like this. This is this. You said like was already like a five year journey of you going gluten free. Actually, an eight year journey of you guys going gluten free to you guys starting to sell at the farmers market. Exactly. So this has been an overnight success in the last eight years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, pretty much. Right, but uh, like, when did it? When did it start to get like? Nuh-uh. This is starting to get crazy. Probably when we, well, you know, it kind of, it, it really did happen gradually, but those gradual wins, I should say, yeah. um, were big. Like Kroger, like 75 stores of Kroger. Okay, well, that yeah. seems little now because now we have five divisions of Kroger. But at the time, 70 stores of Kroger was like, holy cow, like, this is a really big deal. Yeah. So it just gradually keeps getting bigger and bigger, you know, and then, then we added target and we're in 505 ish target stores. And that was a huge deal. And then we approached Walmart and got a yes from Walmart for 1200 stores. So you see the, the gradual progression of the size uh, of the stores and the footprint of the stores are continually getting bigger. I, I can only though imagine though that like, the like the learning curve of that and the processes and like like you you go, I mean you go from the the scale of having enough supply to sell to a hundred people at a farmers market right to industrial right I mean that's like I'm not trying to to be sound demeaning but like 
that's a little bigger than the farmer's market. It's a lot Like, bigger. I mean, where, yeah. how did you guys hire a consultant or did you, like, how did you learn? We haven't. We haven't. We have just, we've just learned kind of on the fly, you know? I mean, I do a lot of reading. I, you know, I talk to a lot of people, you know, we go to trade shows and, you know, we just learn that way. And part of it's trial by fire too, Yeah, <laughs> you know? And, and so, um, you know, I like to say that we're, um, we are teachable, very teachable. You know, I, I will never say that I know everything and I know I'm the smartest person in the room because I know there are a lot of smart people and um, I like to surround myself with people that are smarter than mm-hmm. me and mm-hmm. that have the skill set that I don't have. Mm. So, and I'm the first one to say, you know, look, I don't know that, but if you could teach me or would you like to join my team so, you mm-hmm. know, you could help me with that, those kind of things, so... So, yeah, I, like I'm trying to do that in my head and like that is such a huge leap. Um, and at the same time, I mean, it's it was a slow, steady progression, but it seems like the slow, steady progression, like you went from zero to 60 in a nice Toyota Prius kind of way. <laughs> but then you went from 60 to 100 yeah. in a blink of an eye. Yeah, it's been a stretch. It really has. I mean, it's, we've stretched our team. There's five of us that, you know, work on Be Free and the core business of Be Free. And um, I, this has been a really big stretch for everybody just because we're having to learn things we don't know. You know, we're, we're having to add processes, you know, yeah. um, and systems to um, our integration for our software, for our ordering systems and for our um, inventory and all those kind of things that we've never known before. So, you know, everybody's learning at a, pretty lightning speed right now how so we were joking before we press record on that whole uh quote from the book is like when you when you're in startup mode there's only two emotions in a day and that is euphoria and panic (laughs) uh how do you yeah like how do you handle that as a mother uh as a wife um and then losses be transparent uh your post 40 so this is like a kind of a i don't know in some ways it's a great risk because right. you are post 40 i'm actually and, post 50 so i'll, I'll uh, just be real there uh, okay yeah. okay <laughs> but i mean like this is either the best time to take a risk because you know it when you're when you're post 40 things are a little bit more settled mm-hmm. and at the same time it's also like wait i'm taking on this now because what this is good timing for this question because just as I was walking out the door to come here today, I said to my husband, who you know, Michael is intimately involved in Be yep. Free, and he's a, a big reason that we took the turn we did mm-hmm. because he came on board full time in 2014. Did he interview well? He did. He <laughs> was the best. He 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 passed all my questions That's with good. The flying colors, and. Um, so he's a big reason that we are where we are mm-hmm. because of his smarts and you know his ability to see big picture. I'm detailed, narrow focus. He's big picture, and um, so I said to him on the on the way out the door, I was like, "What are we doing?" I mean, seriously, looked in his eyes and I said, "What are we doing here? Like, what are we doing?" <laughs> he's like. He takes me by the shoulders. He's like, we're doing what we always do. We're figuring things out. Mm-hmm. Not easy. We're stressed out. You know, we're strapped for cash. You know, it, it's it's not easy. But 
we're charting territories You're that we've never been before because yeah. we believe in the dream, we believe in what we're doing, and we have confirmation that people want what we have. Mm. So, so your question is is right on. Our, our boys are <laughs> our boys are home for fall break. Yeah, you know, to answer the mom piece of all that, you know, I'm like, you know, I I, I left. Um, three college boys in bed mm-hmm. this morning to come here to mm-hmm. do my work. Mm-hmm. And so would I rather be at home making the pancakes? Yeah, mm-hmm. I would. And you know what? I, I probably will leave here in a couple hours and go make them pancakes because truth be told, they won't be getting up before noon anyway. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, I mean, that's another layer though is like now people are listening to this and going, wait, you have three kids in college? Actually, like, yes. I mean, it's, you know, like, wait a second, wait a second. Like, Again, perfect time? No, nothing ever is. But no. I think that one thing that strikes me, and uh, you know, I've said it before maybe too many times in this podcast, is I tell my own children and my former students, if your life was a book, would anybody read it? <laughs> you know, you, you, like, and, 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 and I'm not saying that a good book can't be traditional. Like, cause I, I saw somebody one time emailed me and they're like, hey, my life may not seem exciting, but I like it. And I'm like, absolutely, absolutely. And so I actually got into a conversation with the person because I was kind of like hurt by his tone. And I'm, and he explained to me, you know, I'm, I'm happily married and I go do a nine to five and I really enjoy my time with my kids. I'm like, awesome. So your epic adventure is you being, you know, dad, 100%. But at the same time, I, I understand that some people want to set out on a, I don't, well, in that whole Joseph Campbell way, and, you know, the cave you fear to enter lies the treasures you seek. That person's treasures was being the ultimate dad. Awesome. Yours is an interesting because you've been super mom, and now there is this calling that literally other people were like, you need to do this. So I'm, I'm assuming that gave you a little bit more strength as well. Like, sure. Like, seriously, you need to produce this. Why is it more than just a Hamilton County Right. You know, food, you know, a waste or a food, a farmer's market. So that journey, I'm maybe that's, is that what you're leaning on to? Like there's a calling here, there's a purpose. Uh, and obviously the support of your husband, it makes it a little bit easier. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there is a calling and, and I feel like um, we all have a purpose. Sometimes finding that purpose, you know, is not easy and it's a twisty, turvy road for a lot of people. Yeah. And I I do feel like I feel like I was made for this. I really do. Um, I really do. I mean, I feel like I, although I don't certainly have all the knowledge, I'm learning every single day. But I I feel like I was I feel like I was made for this, and I feel like I can help give other people inspiration. And, and I corrected you on my um, over forty because I'm over fifty. I only did that because. <laughs> I feel like a lot of women especially feel like, you know, when they get into their 40s and 50s, what's left for me? Like, what's left for me? You know, and I'm nine years into building a business at 55. Mm So, I mean, I mean, I just, you know, I just, I, I just want to own that and feel like, you know, it, 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 it is what it is. You know, anybody can look at my age, mm-hmm. but um, the fact that, um, you know, hopefully that gives somebody else a little inspiration that they can pick up something and start at any age. Yeah. When you said, and, and like you said, this has been a longer process that, that build a business. Are you, have you guys taken on private equity? 
We have not. That's amazing. <laughs> we have not. Let me um, let me restate that. <laughs> like, you know, and I know that like it's you. Do, I, I won't. You don't like to brag, so I will. But like, you're in a lot of stores across America, and you guys are privately funded. We are. That's crazy. We are. It's definitely. It's not been easy. It's it's put a lot of it's put a lot of stress and put a lot put a lot of strain on us, but. Um, I don't know. We just haven't, we haven't gone down that road yet. Mm -hmm. I I don't know that we, I mean, yeah, I think eventually we will, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. We just, no, we haven't. How, and and if I'm getting too personal, stop me, but how, how is that? um, Because you've already said good things about your husband, so I'm not setting you up for a failure here, but like how would, because uh, in talking to a lot of entrepreneurs, like there is a high likelihood that their strength and their rock is their spouse, or mm-hmm. that's the first thing that goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, what type of personality traits are like, how, how has this worked out so well with your husband that he knows this journey? Well, Number one, he knows his strengths Mm -hmm. and he knows my strengths. Mm -hmm. And so it it took a little bit of while in the beginning for us to really kind of create our own boundaries. Yeah. That's probably the best way to say it. Mm. And for us to each kind of stick to our own lane. So kind of in that development process, um, he, you know, he sticks to what he's really good at. Yeah. And I stick to what I'm really good at. Yeah. And and when we cross over, which we do because we're human, you know, we fail. But um, that's when there's problems. You know, that's when, you know, we have an argument or, you know, something comes up because mm-hmm. I crossed over and I did something in his lane that I really shouldn't have. <laughs> but I felt like, I don't know, whatever, whatever the reason was, I needed to do it. Right. So, um, yeah, so we, we really um, have kind of divided the business in that he takes – um, care of logistics, um, anything numbers related, um, negotiations, that kind of thing with our suppliers. And then, um, I handle the, um, sales and the marketing side of the business and the face of the business. So I can see how that is so important on staying in your own lane because like (laughs) you obviously know Alicia and you know that I don't know how I convinced her to marry me, but I am (laughs) grateful that she did. (laughs) She is such a calming, and Alicia is such a good person. I, I, I lean on her to not talk about the foundation. Mm -hmm. I lean on her to let's like, and, and when I do need to talk about it is that she's so away from it Mm -hmm. that when I said, man, this is an issue that I'm going through. It's through fresh eyes. Uh, because you guys are, I mean, like, I know where ha- this is going, right? <laughs> I know it, it, it. So, like, honey, let's oh go out to dinner gosh. and not talk about business. Yes. Is that a ground we, rule? Absolutely, yes, yes. We are not talking about business past dinner, yeah. dinner time, like, no, yeah. no business go, doesn't happen. I mean, now we sometimes have to remind ourselves of that because, especially, <laughs> there's so many things going on, especially right now. And mm-hmm. there's only five of us, and you know, things are stressful and tense right now. So it's on our mind 24 7, more now than probably ever before. Mm-hmm. So it is, but we do. And you know, there are times when, um, you know, we'll lay in bed and we'll be like, oh, yeah, oh, shoot, I forgot to call that vendor back. And I'll be like, 
did I just say that out loud? Yeah, you did. So, you know, we do. We've had to yeah. create boundaries. Yeah. And otherwise, it would never, ever turn off because there's always work to do. <laughs> so creating that balance between, okay, when are we um, a husband-wife, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And when are we in business together? And yeah. it's, it's, those are... Those are really important boundaries to take. And well, but I also like the fact that you're like the boundaries of his lane and my lane, because yeah. in some ways, like, okay, I, I'm taking this off my plate. I don't need to worry about it. Yeah. That's my other employee's job. Exactly. Your other employee may be next to you, mm -hmm. but that's his job. Yeah. Uh, I think it's, that's right. And we trust each other immensely. I can't imagine having anybody else in business with me. Right. Because we trust you and support each other. Yeah. Well, clearly the goal. Uh, both people live it and 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 uh yeah you can't find more anybody in lockstep than people that are happily married so but. and it's our livelihood i mean let's right. let's not let's not forget that like right this is our livelihood for our family right this is how we support our family yeah <laughs> so. well and like yeah because like an employee mindset of like oh, if this doesn't work out i'm gonna go get a job at you know the company down the street kind of thing right. like uh i can't you know that's that's not plan b mm -hmm. and that's not on my mind plan b right because you know the lady that started this, I can't let down. So that's, you know, I, I, in some ways incredibly more stressful, but at the same time, like, you know, we've, we've burnt the ships. Uh -huh. We're here. <laughs> exactly. You know, uh, yeah. that's so important. Um, so uh, walk me also again through, so like, actually, I don't even know if we talked about the product. Tell me about the product. We haven't like, the we, warrior we didn't ever mention though. Like, oh. yeah. What? Like where it came from, or and, and this what it is. Like you've oh. got three, four different flavors. Yeah, five now. Okay, mm -hmm. let's get yeah. into that. Okay, all right. So we created Warrior Mix, which is a soft and chewy snack. Um, it's made with really simple ingredients. Like it's all plant based. So almonds, sunflower, and pumpkin seeds, coconut. Slightly sweetened with honey. Um, so we the idea for the product actually came uh, from our CrossFit community. Um, so our whole family joined CrossFit, I don't know, seven years ago or so, and we were all doing CrossFit and, um, paleo diet, you know, was becoming popular, had been popular for a while. And so our CrossFit friends say, Hey, look, we know you have this gluten-free bakery company and we are so sick and tired of eating almonds and beef jerky and hard boiled eggs. Can you come up with something for us that we can toss in our gym bag? We can keep in our car, desk drawer, whatever. And it... It will be a snack that doesn't need refrigerated, that's portable, that's convenient, that doesn't need refrigerated, I think I already said that, and that will keep us on our paleo diet. So I was like, huh, okay. <laughs> you see the theme here? Like yep. people ask me no, to do things no, and I you, say yes. But you, No, you're listening <laughs> but, to, I like, love it. I realized that there was a void in the market yeah. for those kind of snacks. And so I was like, yeah, I bet I can come up with something. So I first did my research and looked to see what was out there already. Mm -hmm. And there was a company that was doing something similar, but so then I did my then I did a tasting with them and I said, "Okay, here's what's out there. What don't you what do you like about it? What don't you like about it?" And they told me and then I just got in the kitchen and I fixed what they didn't like and created Warrior Mix. And so um, so it's in a, a zipper top pouch waterproof you know you can really literally take it anywhere i've yeah. thrown it into the lake and it totally survived <laughs> right so, well the, um, the whole thing was sort of like something you can throw in a gym bag exactly right yeah and so um it's it's that it's that kind of snack and so we have five different flavors we rebranded about 
five years ago, and we wanted to put more of our personality, more of our family, more of just who we are as a company into our brand. And so we named each of our first four flavors after one of our sons. So we've got Augie's original because he's who Be Free was created for. Right. We've got Hagen's Berry because he's our redhead. And so each each <laughs> flavor kind of goes along with their personality or something about them. Mm-hmm. And then we've got um, Clay's Chocolate, yep. um, who is a chocolate lover, and green is his favorite color for, from ever. And then Drake um, has the spicy chocolate mm-hmm. flavor named after him, and you probably can guess why that is. Mm-hmm. In the youngest of four... You know, he adds a little spice to our family, yep. so he needs to scream out a little bit for, for <laughs> some attention. But and and then our newest flavor is apple. Right. Um, it's named after my grandmother. Yep. So. And uh, so once again, listening to people say, "Man, somebody oughta," mm-hmm. and and I know I've talked about this on this podcast several times. My one of my favorite stories was listening to uh, is my episode two and I'll always remember Jeff Hoffman he was talking about the fact that he was watching a TV news report and they were going to shut down a women's uh, a battered women's shelter and there and he's like and, and he was he had done financially very well mm-hmm. and here he was bothered by the fact and he says man they should do something about that like saying like it's somehow the news somebody should yeah the it. news reporter should really mm-hmm. take the bull by the horns and he doesn't right. realize there is no they mm-hmm. they is me mm-hmm. and uh, I like the fact that you know people are like you know what you should do and you're like yeah I think I will and, and so that's that's an incredible story and and I, I think when people listen to this and I don't know why it's just that's the thing that I'm so impressed by is like this is from private this is literally from your kitchen mm-hmm. private your own self-funded mm-hmm. and then launched and I'm sure things aren't perfect there's a learning curve for everything nothing's ever perfect but like that journey is just, it's incredible. And uh, <laughs> maybe you need to remind yourself of that on certain days more than others. You know, this was really good timing for me. Like today was a really good time. Okay. Was, was really good timing because um, I, I, I did need that little reminder. I was feeling a little down. I was feeling a little blue. I was feeling a little overwhelmed um, this morning. And so I think this, this was a good timing for me. It was a nice little <laughs> refocus and... Um, I can't quit, you know? I mean, I, I, I got to keep going. I got to keep figuring things out. Well, and I know that you know this. I mean, if there are no lows, then there's just blah. Yeah. You know, if everything was just medium, you don't know when a success is. Exactly. And riding those waves and even going through the chapters of our lives, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I always remember that the worst night of my life was my best. I was 16 years old and I got myself into trouble Mm -hmm. and I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about my family and I learned a lot how much they cared and they didn't want me to make mistakes. Um, And from that, I cannot believe I'm at a police station at age 16. Uh, Long story made short, there was this girl. So I was grounded for three months after that. (laughs) And there was this girl in my class that I'd promised myself I'd ask out, but I was a coward. And I wouldn't ask her out because I knew she was going to say no. So now that I'm grounded for three months, I give my, I, my prom. And once I promise myself, I'm going to do it. So I was like, okay, I've got the best, con- most convenient excuse in the world. I'm going to ask her out with a three-month notice, knowing <laughs> that she's going to say no. Right. And so I call her up. I'm like, hey, man, I got myself in trouble. Can you believe that? I know this sounds crazy, but when I'm ungrounded <laughs> in March, you want to go out with me? 
and she's my wife. Oh, he's going to stay with it, Alicia. Yes. I did not know that yeah. story. Yeah, I know. That's so cool. So looking back, the worst night of my life was the best. And in the midst yeah. of like every now and then I'll get a crushing defeat. And I'm yeah. like, this could end it up happens. being the best thing. It's all perspective, you know? It's yes. all your perspective. And, you know, and I, I really, I mean, I'm a faithful um, believer. And I just, you know, on some of the really bad days, I, ha- I, I remind myself that there is no way that God would set us up and would let us survive all the things we've survived in our business and in our lives up to this date mm-hmm. for us to fail. I mean, that's what plays over and over in my head is that there's no way he'd set us up to fail. No way. Yeah. Temporary, so, temporary setbacks? Maybe. Yeah. Learning experiences? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Because I just have to think what, what's on the other side is so much greater. I can't even imagine it. I, I don't even know how amazing it's going to be. Yeah. It is out there, though. It's waiting for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just some mornings you're getting yourself. Although, when, when, when do the negative thoughts creep in? Is it, the, is it in the morning or the evening? Um, it's sometimes... I think it, I, it must be in the morning. I don't know. Really? I, they just creep, creep in whenever. I don't... I, they're just random. I yeah. don't think there's any set time. I <laughs> they have, hit me. I have learned more about myself in the last three, four months now that I've been on my own. And um, I, I, I know when there's patterns. But I also, yeah. and actually working with a corporate coach who has been wonderful, I also know when to sit in my own pain. Uh, I, I, That's a unique skill. That's it, has been, <laughs> it has been under some prodding and pushing mm-hmm. under, under Chip. Um, because what I didn't realize, and, and he even he gave me he cut me a little break. He's like, "This is a lot of people, but in the moment of suffering and pain, we will run to a person or to a group, and as a convenient help me out of this temporary pain." And then what people do too often is, as soon as that pain point is gone, unknowingly you abandon them. Uh huh. Because like, hey, this week, this problem is going terrible. Tell me I'm good. Tell me I'm going to make it. And you're just doing that to make yourself feel better. Mm -hmm. And so every now and then somebody's like, okay, I'm invested. I want to help. And then I didn't know this, but there's been a couple people that, and maybe I should reach out to them and go, I know now. And I don't think that they ever called me and like, you're a jerk, but like, I get it now. Like, hey, I, I offered help. And we're like, do you still need help? Oh yeah, I'm through that now. And so now I'm a little bit more cognizant of like, okay, I'm going to sit in this pain and then be okay with it. Uh And if it's truly long-term symptomatic and I need to build a team around it, or I need to like have real, let's, this is more than just a one week fix. Uh That's when I, that's when I'm, I want to build that. But me just getting through that pain has been really, uh, yeah, I mean, this this is this is a this has been a revelation now for all of maybe 60 days. No, 30 days to be honest with you. Well, it sounds like so you've learned new. a lot though. Oh, yeah. And you've come a long way. I have learned more about myself. I, I used to think that the term self-awareness was a little overused and maybe it still is. <laughs> but like for me to be yeah, more aware of my actions. Mm-hmm. And and even when it's from muscle memory. You know, ironically enough, I have your snack mix at home. And one of the things that I've noticed is if I deliberately 
buy healthier things, my weight is better because I did not know that I was snacking as much as I was. Right. And uh, same way with, you know, how I treat other people. And, and um, yeah, I got called out today on LinkedIn. Uh, I was I was made a snarky remark that there is a particular person that I've been reaching out to and they just blew us off. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm a little sick and tired of how some people blow you off. And the guy's like, hey, you did it to me. And so I'm like, huh? And then all of a sudden I looked back and he had DM'd me three months ago. And you missed it. I totally missed it. Yeah, it happens. It, it does. And in some ways I'm like, hey, look, I literally just missed it. But he, you know, he was like, hey, you're not perfect either. Uh-huh. And so being more aware of my actions and being more aware of like other people's consideration and how they feel has been on the top of my mind. So mm-hmm. yeah, always a journey. <laughs> always. Um, so tell people where, I mean, so obviously you're at a Walmart, some Targets, some Kroger's, uh, look for it in the kind of the health food aisle. Mostly. Yeah. I will say mostly. And that, that's kind of one of the challenges that, that we're facing right now is that it's a challenge and it's a blessing that our product is super, it's, it's diverse. Mm-hmm. So it has the ability to be in multiple locations in a grocery so sometimes we're in a better, healthy, better for you snack mm-hmm. um, with um, other trail mixes, right. beef jerkies, dried fruits, that kind of thing. That's typically where you'll find our product. Right. Some stores uh, like Whole Foods um, house it in the granola section. Okay. So one of those two locations is usually where you'll find it. And then there's other really creative retailers that you know will put it on top of the salad bar. Uh, you know, okay. yeah. which is a really great visibility. Right. We love any time we can come off of the main shelf because you stand out. People Absolutely. notice you. Right. So we love those kind of locations. So I did a double take. I remember I was about ready to board a plane and I sent a picture to you. I'm like, you're at the airport. Yes. Yeah. That's a big. The little grab and goes at the yes, airport. Yes. That, and we're, so we're, that is, that was a big win for us. So we're getting ready to go out. Um, to Sacramento, California, mm-hmm. to their airport there, and then in, I think, five different locations in Florida in Super. airports. So um, convenience, I, uh, stores, grab-and-go, airports, that's our big focus right now. A healthy alternative, right I'm telling you, as a guy that flies mm-hmm. a decent amount, a healthy yeah. alternative right before you board a plane or you're, you're, you're in a layover situation, yep. that's, a, that's, a good, that's a good call. Whoever yep. came up with that idea, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> Jennifer Weezy from Be Free, I am so happy to know you. I'm so happy to see you guys go through this. And, and just as a, as a loving husband and father, uh, it's inspirational to see how you take this journey with your husband. I, seriously, it's probably my... I know that money, like, that's probably the, the biggest priority you guys to you is to make a living and make this go. But, you know, speaking as a half of a person that just loves his wife and, and, uh, and I can see this, how awesome your relationship is. I just, I'm blown away by that, that you guys can do this and really make it work. And so congratulations across the board. Thank you. I'm happy uh, for you. And, and uh, I'm hoping people that will listen to this reach out, you know, buy a bag um, and then, uh, or 10, uh, and then uh, like, yeah, follow along with your journey. Yeah. Well, I love spending time with you and getting to know you even more, Don. Thanks so much. <laughs>